1: Landing Page Optimization expert, Tim Ash, is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash.
2: Welcome to Landing Page Optimization, the weekly radio show where we bring you thought leaders and tricks and tips to improve your conversion rates. This is your host, Tim Ash, and this week I am... Very lucky to have uh, the luminary in this field, Anne Holland, with me. Now, as most of you probably already know, Anne, she was the founder of Marketing Sherpa and sold that a couple of years ago so she could go play in Europe, I think. And she was also, much to my dismay, actually the first uh, person to write a book on landing page optimization. The two Marketing Sherpa Landing Page Handbook Guides, I think, collectively sold something like $2 million worth of books. And so my own Landing Page Optimization book is, I guess, an also-ran. Hi, Anne. It's uh, great to have you on the show.
3: Thank you very much, Jim. Your book's awfully good, though.
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you. Okay, we can have our Mutual Admiration Society meeting later. Um, but uh, thanks for, for joining me uh, right now you're involved with a new project uh, called whichtestone.com can you talk about that a little bit
3: yeah um, I've just I've always loved it when people did AB or multivariate testing you know and they, would, and they would show you what won and what didn't win and you'd look at it and you, 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 know, you, you try to maybe vote beforehand you'd say gee I wonder which one's going to win and then you get it wrong I mean so often your gut is wrong and and the testing would always be such a great surprise. And you'd be like, Oh my gosh, that one won. And I thought, wow, why don't we make a really fun kind of quiz site all around these, you know, tests. And so each week we put a different real life test, a test that's just happened, on our home page. And you get to vote on which test you think won. And then you click and we show you the real life results. And often I gotta tell you. Most people get it wrong or a lot of people get it wrong.
2: Yeah, you know it's funny because uh, no matter this is something I say every time I speak it, it, the experts are wrong. our gut is wrong. We're not the audience and the, the number of times you know we would kind of make bets and actual pools here at the office and get it wrong is just astounding. So uh, trust your visitors, not your gut, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, every single person I've ever known who was a testing, a uh, professional told me that they, they would do that. They would make the bet. Sometimes it's for like a Starbucks gift card or something. Uh, I think at Google they make a bet for lunch. And then you know, always have <laughs> the offices <is> wrong. <laughs> and these are experts just like you.
2: Well, and, the, and that's the beauty of testing, I think, in a way. One of the things I talk about is – uh, the need to put our professional egos aside because we're not the experts. Our visitors are the experts in what they like and what they want. So it's actually kind of liberating once you realize that all you have to do is come up with ideas for testing. You don't have to be right anymore.
3: Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a huge relief that you're not trying to use, you know, make the perfect web page, which was a, a terribly stressful thing to do. Now you can make a pretty good one and then test your way toward what works.
2: Exactly. And, you know, it's, building the Taj Mahal <laughs> it took uh, decades or centuries, I'm not exactly sure, I'm afraid. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you're never actually going to get to the perfect landing page. There is no such thing. And, of course, as you know, uh, circumstances change as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, today's calendar isn't going to be tomorrow's. Oh,
3: I'm sorry. The one thing I always warn people about, though, is if there's somebody who's very powerful in your organization who has, like, a landing page or perhaps it's the company homepage, and they love it, and you're the testing person, you're like, ha-ha, I'm going to prove them wrong. Sometimes you (laughs) might want to think about office politics first. You might want to, you know, be careful with your tests. Never test, like, the CEO's pet page, unless you're really good with the CEO, because, you know, some people don't want to be proven wrong.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. There's a, a political dimension to choosing what to test. I talk about that in my book. Is you know, some battles aren't worth fighting, or you may want to spend your political capital somewhere else. And of course, you know, uh, messing with the boss can often be counterproductive. Uh, having said that, I mean, the nice thing about testing is you don't have to butt heads and say I'm right, you're wrong. You just say, hey, boss, yeah, let's try that uh, polka dot. Uh, site design you were talking about and uh let's try a more conventional one too and see which one the audience prefers Mm -hmm. i love that and that that ends a lot of arguments because you don't have to be right you just the audience is right
3: you know a lot of people right now are putting their their budgets together for 2010 this is sort of final budget period for a lot of companies and organizations and i just want to warn everybody you know in this Time. These are the days when CFOs are looking for things to cut, so they're going to go through all your line items. My advice is try. Some, depending on the organization you're with, but most organizations try not to make testing a line item. Try to bake it in to the marketing campaign itself. So add your testing money into the actual campaign dollars instead of a separate line item, because then the person who isn't educated about testing, you know, such as your CFO, won't go, "Oh, we can cut that," you know, and, and get rid of it.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I forget where I saw this study. Maybe it was Forrester Research, but I read for every $80 spent on traffic acquisition and buying traffic in one form or another, only $1 spent on landing page optimization or design, which is just a, a completely out of proportion. So if they're cutting the testing budgets, that's that's going to just make that even more out of whack. Exactly. Yeah, and one of the things that – you're you're right about rolling it in. One other uh, way to deal with it is – actually, shameless plug for our own company, SightTuners, is to do it on a performance basis. So if uh, the test is successful and we improve by a certain amount, then you know what your ROI is going to be. Otherwise, we prorate our fees and there's no financial risk to the client. So that's another way to justify, say, we can't lose. Yeah, a lot
3: of CFOs really love that.
2: Yeah, it's 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 pretty painless decision. So, either guaranteed to make money in a fixed amount of time, um, or you don't pay any money at all. Okay, well let's let's talk about um, uh, some of the kind of the latest developments, if you will, in landing page testing. Uh, One of the things that we've been working with um, quite a bit recently is what I would call kind of engagement or involvement devices on landing pages and typically you'd see these on specific campaign-specific landing pages and not, say, on someone's homepage. Uh, These would be things that would try to get somebody down that slippery slope of committing to something, getting uh, skin in the game, as they say. Uh, Have you had much experience with that?
3: Yeah, I mean, this is a tactic I'm seeing used a lot more recently, and it's actually a classic tactic from Postal Direct Mail. I don't know if you are old enough to remember Publishers Clearinghouse, those big, giant envelopes they used to mail you full of stickers and things and scratch off and stick this and they found they didn't need those to process your order at all but they found that they added more stickers and scratch off boxes and things like that you were just 10 times more likely to actually make an order and mail it in well now there's a lot of interaction
2: with the page got you kind of involved and committed
3: Exactly. You were already kind of, you were already head nodding. You were already like, well, sure, this is kind of fun. And then you just carried along and ordered.
2: Yeah, I put so, a sticker on the uh, page now I'll give pages. them
0: a $50 check, too.
3: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so now I'm seeing companies that are doing, oh, I've actually seen four or five different tactics that I've seen where the page is, they're not asking you to order, they're not even asking you to add to cart, they're not asking you to, to, to submit now, they're, you know, you're doing nothing besides, in a way, head nodding. For example, one, one company that was trying to get a bunch of webmasters to fill out a long form, they added an overlay on their page, and it just said, are you a webmaster, yes or no? And, you know, you clicked yes, because, of course, if you got there, you were, and you clicked yes. <laughs> <laughs> 32% uh, yeah. more people filled out the form after that because they already clicked the yes. They, they got in that head-nodding mode.
2: Yeah, I'm going to come back to that and explore that after this break. Um, it's something that uh, the, one of the compliance tactics that Robert Cialdini talked about in his book, uh, so I want to focus on that a little bit more. Um, we're going to take a little break to hear from our wonderful sponsors. Uh, this has been Tim Ash, uh, your host for Landing Page Optimization. and We'll be back soon.
1: More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment.
0: Get more traffic-maximizing details now at friendfinder.com.
3: Eisenberg and I approve this message.
1: Press
0: this, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This
2: is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And we're continuing our dialogue this week with Ann Holland from wichtest1.com. Uh, and you know, one of the things that um, I've talked about with other folks on the show is that there's really nothing new under the sun. Uh, uh, psychologist Robert Cialdini has talked about these compliance tactics that almost get an automatic response out of people and one of them is giving them a little something and then they feel obligated to reciprocate uh, like the Hare Krishnas give you a little flower and you almost feel compelled to give them some money at the airport.
3: Uh, you know I've got a fantastic test that, that we just presented on that that, that totally plays into that um, A lot of, in particular, business-to-business marketers are always trying to do landing pages where they put a registration form in front of a white paper. Well, one marketer, his name was Mac Macintosh. He Instead, he gave the download for the white paper free, so you didn't have to fill out anything. All you had to do was this big, giant download button, and you just clicked it, and you were downloading. But behind the download, he had a thank you page, and it said, Thank you so much for downloading it, and by the way, would you now answer a few questions? Forty-five percent of the people who downloaded the white paper filled out the whole registration form after they downloaded it.
2: That's perfect. I mean, there's that principle of reciprocation in action. Often our response is completely out of proportion to the quote-unquote gift we're given. Um, but you're right. You know, one of the things I talk about also is the notion of shorter forms and people oftentimes ask for 20 fields to get a white paper. I mean, ever try that on Omniture site or something? They say, (laughs) well, these 18 fields are necessary for us to put this record into our CRM database. And that's not a good way to go. I mean, like you say, the minimum of information you need to ask for download is exactly nothing. You just give them the download.
3: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Now, Tim, I know you've done a lot of work with um, video, and we this week's test on which test one we have a, a, a test where they tested first they tested whether or not the video should autoplay when someone hit the landing page, and then they tested whether or not the audio for the video should autoplay, and they found there was a real difference. They found that more people would convert um, to to move on to the landing page if the video was autoplaying, it just immediately launched when you entered, but. You act, they actually suppressed the, they muted the sound, and they found if you muted the sound, even more people would convert. So that was a really neat kind of finding. Have you found thing? Have you ever tested like that before?
2: we have we actually have a partner called innovate media and they will do for free uh video spokesperson testing as for as part of our full service test but we've also have a separate video spokesperson test one of the things i think is key here is that the besides the script and the actor or actress you're using it's really critical to get these player parameters right. How do you actually run the audio? So audio on or off, autoplay or not, do you show it to repeat visitors? If you get that part wrong, you're going to leave a lot of money on the table. Um, so we, we've actually seen kind of the converse. We've seen that autoplaying with sound works the best because the highest percentage of people are exposed to it. If you ask them to take that affirmative action, fewer of them are going to kind of be impacted by the video experience. So
3: yeah, um, so you see, there, yeah. it, you have to test it. You have to test it because yeah, it, yeah I mean, no, we've seen data no on both sides. Universal side.
2: truths, yeah.
3: No, uh, it's yeah. Just, it's so cool.
2: Yeah, actually, and also one, uh, there's a case study on our blog. If you go to blog dot com, what we call the video yeah. one two punch. Uh, the, the people are getting very sophisticated in the use of video. For example, you might have a video spokesperson come on and just talk for five seconds about, hey, watch our extended length video, and then you have a video player embedded in the page with the same actor or actress that gives, you know, a demo or whatever, a three to five minute perhaps video, and by using them together, you can get even more bang for the buck.
3: You know, speaking of delayed activities or delayed actions when someone enters a site, the one thing I have not seen, maybe you've seen this, but the one thing I haven't seen being done yet is the use of an overlay on a blog. You know, you see a lot of people use an overlay to elicit, uh, you know, email opt-ins on, you know, websites that are just classic landing pages or classic publication sites. You know, you'll go there, and then there'll be this overlay, and it'll say, oh, would you like to subscribe? And then you click yes or no. But I haven't seen it very often on blogs, but so many people are using their blog as a marketing device, you know, or are trying to get more readers for their blog, and yet they're really not testing Making that blog, well, really making it the landing page that it is and trying to elicit that email opt-in. And, you know, you can delay that overlay. I think if if I was visiting a blog and I, I went to a your blog, for example, for the first time, I would be put off if I got an overlay asking for an opt-in right away. But if I'm reading, reading, and I'm really getting involved and I'm really enjoying your posts, you know, if it came 30 or 45 seconds later, you know, into the visit, boy, the chances I would opt-in are pretty high, don't you think?
0: Um.
2: I would say test it. I don't. I, I don't have. Like, I have fewer and fewer kind of off the cuff. Yes, I'm certain that would work. Kind of answers. <laughs> like say, having to, having run hundreds of tests, you know, we, I, I get it wrong so often. But certainly a candidate for testing is something we might want to try. Uh, but can you talk? I mean, I like um, this this whole notion of the blog as a landing page. There are some people that would probably go as far as saying the whole notion of a website is obsolete, and you just need a blog. Um, and that's it. Uh, that's, you know, part of the whole makeover for social media. What do you think of, uh, how is a mm-hmm. blog different as a landing page from other types of landing pages?
3: Well, I mean, obviously some, some landing pages are like overtly, you know, I am responding to this offer and here is an offer. But, you know, a blog either, you, it, most of the time people are using a blog either as a search engine optimization device, right, so they're, they're loading it up with keywords and hoping to get traffic from SEO, or they're using it as a personality-driven platform, so they're trying to brand build and talk about who they are. In either case, you know, don't don't you think they want the reader to come back? Uh, and to be able to do that, you need to remind that person to come back to you, and you need to, to try to get them to interact. I think very, very, very few bloggers who, are, who really want that to happen these days are running any kind of test on their blog to determine whether or not they've gotten that opt-in, whether the opt-ins for for Twitter or whether it's for an RSS feed or whether it's for an email opt-in. I mean, those are the classic three, um, or possibly comments. I mean, you should be testing. You know, how big is my icon for the RSS? Should I offer more social media icons or fewer? Should I, you know, should I do the overlay? What? It just makes yeah, me crazy well, it, because so many, it, said that people are relying on a blog and they're, they're not testing it. They're just sort of driving traffic there and, then, you know. <laughs> yeah,
2: just uh, hoping that it'll stick, right? No, I, I think you're right that there's a, the you have to really be clear about what your priorities are and what you're asking people to do. And on a blog, perhaps the most appropriate thing is, like you say, instead of relying on the person to come back to your blog – what you want to do is to get them to automatically come back. So I would think the most powerful conversion action on a blog would be a subscription to it on an RSS feed. Um, mm-hmm. What would? Be, but unfortunately, a lot of people, myself included, actually don't use RSS feeds. So what would you think some other secondary conversion actions might be?
3: Well, I would never offer an RSS feed alone. A lot of bloggers still make that mistake. They just have the RSS button. And I'm like, oh, come on. Like you said, a lot of us just... Don't use it or we'll sign up for it, but then we never check that, the, the RSS box itself. And I mean, I never check my reader at all. I'm very bad about that. So for goodness sake, at least offer email. I mean, you can get that free-through feed burner. Um, <laughs> <you know. laughs> Duh. Um, also, you know, I, I would be offering Twitter these days. Um, we actually ran a test on which test won for a while to see um, of the people who came to our homepage how many people would sign up for Twitter versus how many people would sign up for email? And for a while they were running. It was like 25% of total signups were coming in through Twitter instead. For, so for some people, that's the media of choice. Yeah, Although, yeah. I would certainly wouldn't go crazy on the other end. I think, much more frequently.
2: Yeah. You know, have uh, well,
1: the bloggers will add like like everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're going to take another break
3: here. Uh,
2: we're going to take another break to hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, I want to hear what would make A vegan like yourself of 30 years go over to the carnivorous dark side. This is your host, (laughs) Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization, and we'll be right back after these messages.
1: More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment.
0: Use the power of Local Pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with LocalPages.com. at bruceclay.com the Elite Publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone, as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be Elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702 216 4000. 702 216 4000.
1: Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on Webmaster Radio.fm. Here's Tim Ash.
2: And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And this week, we have our guest, Ann Holland, who was was a vegan for 30 years until about two weeks ago, as I understand it. Now, what made you switch?
3: <laughs> you know, I got married. Uh, I think that changes a lot of people's lives. <laughs> and my new husband, you know, he he cooks that bacon every morning, and oh, you smell it, you know.
2: <laughs> so, it's just kind of wore you down left. gradually with with morning bacon smell, huh?
3: Oh, it was tough. I, yeah. <laughs> Finally gave in. Um,
2: well, you know, I guess um, you're, you've just alienated some of our audience, that your, your vegan followers, but uh, hey... Life's about choices, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I I love a good bacon cheeseburger myself. So I'm on board with it. Um, So let's go back and talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, specifically uh, involvement devices. I just want to, besides the obvious stuff like, you know, popovers and uh, video spokespeople walking onto the page, are there more subtle ways to get people's involvement?
3: Well, you know, the classic advice, sorry, the classic site uh, that does this is Classmates. You know, when you go to Classmates' homepage, you don't even realize that you realize, you may realize that you're on a landing page, but you don't realize what you're actually doing when you click on that first link, which is, I think it's what state were you did you go to high school in. You're actually beginning their order form. That's page one in their order form. But you have no idea. You're just like, oh, yeah, that state. It was absolutely dead classic involvement advice. advice <laughs> but, you know, what could you do that might be similar to that. For example, instead of click to start a video game, maybe click to pick your character. So You're not making a start decision. You're already over that. You've already begun picking your character. Yeah, um, you know,
2: you know, there's a, a, a classic um, case study from a company called ProFlowers, which redesigned uh, their whole uh, kind of site around the user experience. And, you know, what's the normal thing that you'd ask for in an online catalog when you're trying to get people to check out? You'd ask them for their... Know, shipping address right or their mm-hmm. credit card information well these guys got really smart the first thing they would ask for is what do you want to put on the card oh, I love that because it gets you sucked in you're thinking oh how is how is the intended recipient going to feel when they get these beautiful flowers and after that you know the credit card's an afterthought of course you'll pay for it uh, but by doing that they really skyrocketed their sales
3: yeah you're exactly right that's an absolutely classic involvement device and yeah you've already thought you've already written that loving note to aunt martha you can't not pay now
2: right and and so i think that basically the the thing with the key with making involvement devices work is they have to always be working from the perspective of the visitor it can't be subscribe now that's not an involvement device
3: no no you're right. It's got to be something, and it's got to be something that is a head nodder. I, I, I often do, I do a lot of surveys. I think everybody should be surveying their customers and their, if you do a blog, you should be surveying your readers. If you've got an e-commerce store, you should be surveying your customers to find out more about them, find out what they want, you know, because it, it really can change what you develop in the way of products or what you write about um, for your blog. And I always, always, always start the survey with a Super easy question, because that, in a way, is an involvement device. There may be 10 more questions, but if the first question's really easy, are you male or female? You know, I mean, it's something that you're just like, oh, yeah, it's an easy one. I don't even have to think about that. They'll <laughs> begin answering. But if the first question is, you know, what's your income or, you know, something that's a little more tough, you know, what out of all these flowers do you prefer? You know, roses, tulips, daisies, blah, blah, blah. They have to think about it. Far fewer people will actually fill out the rest of the survey.
2: Yeah, it's got to be automatic and very clear, and uh, one of the things that I do, for instance, when I do live presentations at conferences is I always start by having people raise their hand and, and answer a question affirmatively, and uh, that get, just raising your hand and doing that in public, in fact, is another one of those compliance techniques uh, I gets them much more engaged and willing to buy in and follow along with the information I'm trying to transmit. So this is kind of the web equivalent of that, wouldn't you say?
3: Mhm mhm I think it is. And I think it it's interesting cuz so many of us have focused for the past 5 years on making our landing pages simpler and simpler, you know, web 2.0ing them, cleaning them up, giving lots of white space, you know, just very, you know, fewer columns, you know, everything we get pulling that big huge button above the fold. And a lot of us have gotten very good at that now but the next step actually in a way you're adding a little bit you're adding another layer you're making it a little more complicated now you've got to think about the involvement device it's the next step
2: yeah and the the psychology of that and again i would just uh, a shout out to robert cialdini he's actually going to be keynoting at the affiliate summit in uh, January in Las Vegas. I'm very much looking forward to meeting him personally. But his book uh, called "Influence: The Psychology of Persuasion" is absolutely the the gold standard in this field, and I'm sure used by every boiler room call center in the world by now. But uh, it also has has a lot to say to uh, online marketers, even though it's you know the book's probably 40 years old, but that human no, psychology doesn't change. <laughs>
3: It's classic best practices and if you can uh, make friends with him afterward, he'll I, I gave the keynote at affiliate summit a couple of years ago and they give you they give you a, a special hotel room as the keynote speaker and it's to die for. I mean, we're talking, you know, mirrored ceiling, giant marble bathtubs that could fit forty playmates. It's incredible. So if you can hey, get hey, him hey, wait a show you the room. what
2: happened in <laughs> Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> You're not supposed to say all that stuff about being in a hot tub with forty playmates, okay?
3: <laughs>
2: well, of course, I'm, t- I I'm just protecting your reputation <laughs> here. Ann. You're a married woman now. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, is there? Uh, speaking of shows, uh, we're, we're getting close to the end of our time here. Are there any events that you're going to be putting on or involved with? Any conferences where you'll be speaking in the in the uh, next few months?
3: Um, well, I am doing a, a webinar every single month through Witch Test One with different guest stars. Uh, and next month's webinar is uh, it's, it's for October and we'll be doing it. It's a free webinar for an hour. We actually evaluate people's real-life landing pages, and it's going to be on nothing but e-commerce. Landing pages and e-commerce page testing. So, if you're interested in having your e-commerce page evaluated or in seeing real-life case studies of tests on e-commerce pages, you know, come over to the site, sign up. It's free.
1: Uh, uh, what's for the date on that webinar?
3: Seats. I believe it's October 22nd. It's a Thursday.
2: Okay, it, look for that. And right if there. you get a chance to see Ann uh, speak live at any conferences, she's a very dynamic speaker and one of the most knowledgeable people on this subject around. Um, Ann, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. I, I really hope you'll come back sometime because I'm sure we could, you know, talk like this for hours. I think we could. Um, And thanks again, and thank you to our sponsors. This has been your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And we'll hope you'll join us again next week for more provocative talk with thought leaders on conversion.